Hello and welcome to another special episode of the Women's Soccer Coaching Podcast with me, Steph Fairbairn. This is my final conversation with Matt Ross, assistant coach of the Republic of Korea women's team. We catch up after Korea's final World Cup group game, which was ultimately their last game in the tournament. The fixture against Germany ended in a 1-1 draw, resulting in the German team being knocked out of the competition too. Matt, thank you so much for joining us once again. Just before we get into it, I suppose, tell us where you are, where you're doing this call from and yeah, what's going on? Um, I'm in the departure lounge in Brisbane airport. Um, we're about to board for a flight to Chinese Taipei. Um, quick stopover and then back to Seoul, Korea. Um, after being eliminated in the group stage. So um, we've had a day in Brisbane, um, just packing the bags and, and resting and relaxing a little bit. And then, uh, then off, off home to face a reception that we're not really sure what it's going to be, but we're, we're ready for, for whatever comes. So you said, you know, of course you have been eliminated, but last time we spoke was before the Germany game and you said your aims were to score a goal. And to get some kind of result against Germany. Yes. Um, yes. You, did, you did both of those things. So I suppose, tell us, yeah, sum it up for us, what that game was like, what the emotion was like around it and and what it's been like to have that as your final game of the World Cup. Yeah, it was, I think like we spoke about in the last podcast, that we'd, we'd tried everything in terms of a day off or take them out to the Korean restaurant, anything to try and get some positivity and some belief back in the team. And the, the training on match day minus one when we flew up to Brisbane was was a really positive, really energetic session. And as a coaching staff, we, we felt that oh, something's, something's definitely, definitely changed and that the mindset was was of, of more belief and just more energy in the team. We saw in the first two games that the team really seemed to lack any punch or any power, but we felt it had come back. And again, we tried to relay the players, the, the, the situation that Germany was in. Of course, when you've had a few bad results, you look very, you look quite um, inwardly. And we just said, look, they're, they are also under pressure. They haven't performed to their expectations. They need to win. We expect Morocco to give Colombia quite a quite a tough game and possibly even win that, which they turned out to do. So the game was actually, without a doubt, the most exciting atmosphere, environment, and football game I've ever been involved in at any level. The, the stadium was was fantastic. The game was, from my recollection, end to end. Uh, the football was good from from both teams. Um, and it was on a on a on a level where we were just saying all the way through the game, where was this in the first two matches? We this is what the Korean footballers look like when they're when they're focused, when they're positive, when they play the way that we wanted them to play. This is what it looks like. So fifty fifty percent was well, it's great that we get to see that now, but then the, then the other half of us was where was it before? So it's a bit of a conundrum. But uh, the result. Like you said, we got the goal, which was quite early. We could have actually scored one earlier. Um, we had to with Casey in the first two or three minutes. And then uh, Pacho, so we to score. Her second goal of the World Cup was very special. 
and then just the team, the, the, the resilience and the, um, yeah, just the doggedness to, to put their bodies in where it hurt and, and take the pain and take the suffering and take the injuries to hang on to that point was just also proud of them. And so happy that they could show the fans and the world that this is what a Korean football team can do. No, you said you could feel that kind of difference in training and obviously it's shown in the match. Do you have any idea of what that was about? Do you think the players just had to build into the tournament to get to that point or do you have any other ideas about what the change might have been? Honestly, I think because um, we had to make some personnel changes due to injury and I, my feeling is that some of those players had carried those injuries into the first two games and had had tried to get through. Um, and I think the players that did come in were fitter and felt like they'd trained well and deserved the chance. So you saw Casey come in and was, was excellent. Um, and a few of the other changes, there was a, our right midfielder, Chun Garam, um, with the first, first start in the World Cup and was again, really, really positive, really aggressive. All of the, all of those words that we use when we try to describe the way we want to play. Um, but there's not one thing I can pinpoint and say, oh, this is, this is why things turned, um, 180 degrees. I think it's, it's maybe five or six smaller things, personnel, the way we approached match day minus two, minus one, the training exercises are really simple dealing, you know, I took, I took the defensive unit and we looked, we just worked on getting a good body shape and good positioning to deal with the balls that would come into Alex Pop as a striker. And then the possibility of, uh, Shula or another player playing as a, you know, four, four, two. So with two strikers or with one as a 10 in behind. So we just worked really basically, if they come out with two strikers, we're going to look like this and we're going to act like this. If they come with a nine and a 10 in behind, this is how we'll adjust. And we just did that for 15, 20 minutes. The, the attacking the midfield and the attackers worked with, with Colin, um, just on that basic pressing shape with, a, with Casey, Casey at the front and the, the other four, um, just, just being compact, being aggressive, pressing when we saw the right triggers and it was, it was quite basic, but I think keeping it very simple gave them the confidence. And then after the confidence came the energy to, to believe in what we were doing and just then to go and do it when the game started. Over the course of the kind of the conversations we've had, we've spoken a lot about what you've learned. Um, and I suppose now that we you've kind of come to your end of the World Cup 2023 journey, and I think this will take a lot of reflecting on as well, but I suppose at this point, what do you think some of the biggest lessons are, first of all, for the team, and then second, maybe what you've learned for you as a coach? Definitely the biggest lesson the team has learned is that that you have to treat a World Cup like um, like an Olympic event. Like we know Olympians go through four-year cycles where they want to peak to that World Cup. Obviously, football is different, but the, the players have, have admitted that they, they left their run too late to try to peak for, for July 25. They, they realized that because we knew we'd qualified in, in early February 2022, and they really let things slide on, on a physical, um, the, the physical aspect of their game. They, they, they didn't treat it with enough, um, 
respect. And that's, that's also, that's a societal thing in Korea. They, they, they do cram for exams. They, they get work schedules. They wait till the last minute to get things done. And the athletes or the footballers definitely have fallen into the same trap. So the players have learned, um, prepare more consistently, much longer out and, and get yourself in tip top condition. Cause you can see the trend of these teams that have now progressed further. The physicality, the fitness levels, the intensity these teams can play at. We only showed that in one of the three games, but you need to come in and show that in every minute of every game. So as a coach, um, I'd probably need a few more days to reflect on, on what I've learned, but it's, it's more on that psychological side of, of what players, of how to better help players prepare for the top level. So an, an obvious reflection for me would be that I didn't do enough to, to maybe simulate, simulate that in training, that, that intensity or that, that kind of pressure. Um, I know Colin's very good at that to, 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 uh, to simulate stress he, by his use of voice or tone of voice or the way he can speak to players can, can, um, can ruffle them up, but it's just to mimic that kind of stressing. Well, not exactly, but it, it creates an environment where not everything is going your own way or not everything goes the way that, uh, you'd expect it to. So that's one thing I've learned. And then probably to, to embrace more specialists. Um, I saw the Germans, they've had a team psychologist for a long time. And I think that's something Korea, if they're in, interested in competing at this level, need to tap into different areas of, of, of the sports science, be it, be it psychology, be it nutrition, be it, uh, recovery strategies. Um, so to, yeah, international footballs is, it's, a, it's very diverse. It's very. Wow. It's very, very difficult to get everything's everything right. Cause you've seen even the Germans aren't in the tournament anymore. So they'll, they've got a different set of reflections to do their players are at a, at a different level in terms of their technique, but there's other areas where they've, they've let themselves down. So I think all the coaches will have a, have a, a long period of contemplation and reflection to see what they can learn out of this tournament and of course, improve on for next time. I don't want to force you to big yourself up or anything, but you know, you you said that um, Germany game was you know the best game you've you've been involved in. I, how proud are you? I suppose of yourself as a coach for the levels that you've got to, and the fact you've been able to be involved in in this kind of event. Well, for me, it's it's just been an amazing journey from from where I started ten years ago to then be at at. Uh, that stadium is, is quite iconic in Australia that the, the rugby league, it's a, you know, it's, it's a rugby league ground that you, I've watched it on TV since I was a kid, like that with 60,000 and it, it's a, it's a special place in Australia. So to be standing there at a world cup and there was moments there where you just, you get caught, okay, you're watching the game, but you just caught in that atmosphere and that 40,000, 38,000 beautiful stadium at this occasion where the team that you've you've coached day in day out for a long time is now competing with number two in the world, and you're talking, discussing, thinking about what tactical adjustments to make to to be successful. And it's probably it won't be until maybe the next few days that'll actually all sink in what we've all experienced and what I've experienced as a coach. And it, all it does is make you want to do it again and, and do better next time. So 
uh, I'm inspired to keep working hard and keep learning and, and to try to find a way to, to do another world cup, another Asian cup, these big tournaments where coaches, it's where we like to be. It's like we, where we like our teams to be. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of ways and means to, to do it again as quickly as possible. And you said kind of early in this chat, you know, you're heading back, unsure what the reception will be, but what, what do the next few days, weeks, months look like, I suppose, for you? Um, for me personally, um, there's uh, the team, we have the Asian Games coming up next month. Obviously, the players will go back to their clubs for the next few matches of the league. So we, we let them we let them go and I maybe take a few days to, to rest and recover. And then it will, the cycle will start again. The teams will play in the Asian games. The analysis will start, you know, back to the video, back to, back to the huddle editing and all the rest of it, um, preparing reports, scouting our players. So there's, there's very little, um, yeah, we might allow ourselves a few days off, um, but then it's really back into it. And then there's an Olympic qualifying tournament after the Asian game. So it doesn't really, doesn't really stop. And like I said, the reception from Korea, there was a lot of criticism after the first two games. Um, and I know that everyone's been very proud of that last performance, but there will be people within the Korean football community that, uh, that that criticism won't go away just because of a point against Germany. So there'll be, there'll be some questions to answer. Um, but we've worked hard in the last few days to prepare, um, a huge range of physical data, match analysis, our training programs that we, that we'll submit to, to the FA to basically justify a lot of the decisions we've made on and off the pitch and hopefully work together with them to, to create a better system and environment for professional women's football in Korea. So while this little period of time, this tournament is over, the, the work really doesn't stop. So as you can see, I may be sounding and look, he's quite tired, but that's, uh, that's part of the job. <laughs> look, final question then. And I've kind of said to you off record how useful it's been for me as a coach to hear from you and to hear, just to learn from you. It's, it's been a real honor. So I suppose for, for coaches that are listening, I suppose they've, they'll have picked up so much over the course of these conversations. But if you had a lasting message to leave with any, uh, football coach that's that's listening what would it be um i think it's important that's my number one goalkeeper coming to say hello um it's important to to dream and and to think big um i mean i i've had messages from people that i that i worked with in the in the amateur you know in the in the sunday public games from only 10 years ago XX players or players I was a player coach in these teams where it was, you know, you wouldn't even call it amateur. It was, it was hobby league or whatever. Um, so in the space of 10 years, these, this kind of journey, journey is possible. And the most important thing for me has just been to always be ready to learn or always be ready to make mistakes. Um, and, and reflect that, that little cycle has, has helped me just um, go much further than I ever thought 
I was was possible. Um, so don't don't doubt yourself. Find good mentors. I've, I've been so lucky to work with Colin Bell for now quite a long time, and I, you know, everybody needs somebody like that where you can learn and and ask questions and and um, break things down. There's never there's never silly questions. Um, so it's for young coaches. Don't limit yourself. I was probably very impatient. I wanted to get wherever I thought that I wanted to go. I wanted to get there too quickly, but life has a way of it. It slowed me down and I had, I went step by step. Um, and now to be at the level I am now, I'm, I'm so grateful every day for it. And, and I appreciate it every day. I really don't take it for granted. So for, for young coaches coming up from, from grassroots, appreciate where you are, coach the players today that you've got in front of you for who they are. Um, but if you are ambitious and you do want to progress up, up the ladder, if you want to call it that, then, then, then just go for it and, and find good people. It's, it's all about people. Like I said, in the last podcast, the players are people, all your staff are just, and if you surrounded by good people, then, then you can, you can really speed things up if you're looking to get, uh, um, if you want to progress in your coaching career. That's brilliant. Thank you, Matt. Look, I hope you do go and have those few days off. I think they're well-deserved. Not because you look tired, just because you've worked so hard, I know. So a, a real massive thank you for agreeing to do this and just being so honest and for chatting with me, um, yeah, over the course of your time in the World Cup. In my pleasure, Steph. I've enjoyed every, every minute of it and uh, happy to talk to you anytime. Really enjoyed it myself. Thanks again to Matt for his time throughout the tournament. And thanks to you for joining us for this special series of episodes of the Women's Soccer Coaching Podcast. For more from us, including more insight from top coaches, advice, activities, and so many other things, visit www.womensoccercoaching.com.